The IRS, while gearing up for next year's filing season, is still wrapping up the last one. The agency has millions of 2020 tax returns it still needs to sort out, plus those millions of pieces of mail that piled up while everyone was teleworking. The agency is also behind on its latest IT modernization effort, the cost of which is now more than double what the agency first projected. Yikes. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with the latest. I guess this is all from a hearing before members of Congress. Jory, what kind of workload does the IRS say it has yet to wrap up for the 2020 season, which backed up till October 15th instead of April 15th? We got an update on all of this from the House Ways and Means Committee last week. Irish Commissioner Chuck Reddick testified before them. And there he said that the agency still has about a million unprocessed tax returns in its inventory and a mail backlog of about three million pieces it still needs to go through. That accumulated, of course, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Meanwhile, the IRS has nearly seven million returns in progress that will soon be completed, but gives you a sense that, again, with an extended filing season, that for people who requested an extension ended on October 15th and for everyone else on July 15th goes to show that how much work this this whole extended timeline has brought on the agency. And to sort some of that mail and to deal with some of those mailed in returns, somebody's got to get back into the office. So how has the IRS handled bringing people back to its offices to be able to take on some of this stuff? Yeah, the IRS was one of the first agencies that we heard about bringing people back during the COVID-19 pandemic in a phased reopening, working with states and municipalities with the restrictions to bring employees back when they could to do the things that you mentioned, open mail, deal with some of the legacy systems for things that weren't conducive to telework. And so we've seen that play out really during the entire pandemic. At the same time, there are still a record number of employees teleworking. Irish Commissioner Chuck Reddick said that 59,000 employees were teleworking just last week. And during the duration of the pandemic, the agency has offered incentives to keep employees coming back into the office to open mail and has also offered overtime and, and weekend work to keep up with this backlog of work that needs to get done. I would say it would take some incentives to get people to come back into the office just for the purpose of opening millions of pieces of mail. And meanwhile, as you pointed out, there is the next year's filing season, which in theory starts in just six weeks when we hit the beginning of 2021. Does the IRS, do they express to the lawmakers confidence in the upcoming season? Redding passed along what the acting chief information officer has said, which is that they are cautiously optimistic that the filing season will open on time in either late January or early February, which is when it usually opens up. And that cautious optimism is based on the agency accelerating some of the programming and health testing for IT systems that they need to do. At this point, they're about a month ahead of schedule for next season's preparations. That was due in part for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, the IRS was unsure of whether Congress would pass a comprehensive budget for fiscal 2021. The current continuing resolution is set to expire on December 11th. Meanwhile, they've also just been in kind of a holding pattern on whether they would be tapped to issue another round of economic incentive payments if Congress worked on a deal to send more checks out to the rest of the country. Yeah, so lots of open ticket items. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And what about staffing challenges for the IRS? That has been a perennial concern for the IRS and and now is certainly no exception. 
over the past decade, the IRS has seen its workforce shrink by about 17,000 employees. That's about a 22% reduction. And that reduction in manpower has consequences. The agency has seen a 35% reduction in revenue agents and a 45% reduction in audits. And every time the IRS comes back onto Capitol Hill, lawmakers ask them to, to beef up enforcement. Because for every dollar that's invested in the agency's budget, it turns around and collects as much as $7, so it's a good return on investment there. However, Redding told the committee that it's really stretched in, in so many different ways here, and here's what he had to say about all the things he'd like to do but just simply doesn't have the resources for. The IRS response serves to illustrate how critical it is for the agency to receive consistent, timely, and adequate multi-year funding such that we can succeed in providing the services that our country and our citizens so rightly deserve. All right, and that leads to the modernization question, and this has been something they've been trying to do for 30 years or so. The latest push, where does that all stand? Yeah, not for the first time. The IRS is trying to buckle down and address its legacy systems. The IRS is currently in about year three of a six-year modernization effort. However, the first two years haven't been particularly auspicious for the IRS. Reddick told the committee that in those first two years, the IRS got about half of what it requested for this IT modernization. And, you know, ultimately that has pushed back the timeline. It's no longer going to be a six-year modernization. He didn't specify how long it would take, but he did say that earlier projections would be $3 billion to complete this. He's now saying it's going to be 6 or $7 billion to wrap all of this. Our IT side of the house, we get knowledge of a number and we gear up and often we get it late in the year and we can't actually implement the number by the close of that year and we have to deal with the funding and then we start it over again next year and over the year after and the year after it's very difficult for us we that's why the multi-year component so we can plan accordingly and we can actually acquire product accordingly you know having to do it annually is just not the way it should be done And there's Chuck Reddick once again making the case that so many of his predecessors have made to the same committee. And what do they say are the other IRS priorities coming up for 2021? The IRS certainly has a busy year ahead of it. It's also looking to roll out the Taxpayer First Act, which works in parallel with its IT modernization efforts, really an effort to improve its taxpayer services side of the agency and provide what the National Taxpayer Advocate has previously referred to as a 360-degree view of a taxpayer's history with the IRS calling and, and having concerns and questions. Meanwhile, we're at a point where we're looking at the incoming Biden administration and its nominees for cabinet positions. It's worth pointing out that IRS Commissioner Reddick is not one of those. He has a term that lasts until November of 2022. And when lawmakers asked him about it, he said that he has every intention of sticking around till the end of his term. But he did point out that he also serves at the pleasure of the president. So, you know, at this point, it looks like we're going to be seeing Commissioner Reddick appear on Capitol Hill for for years to come. Well, if President-elect Biden wants to keep one headache from flaring up, I would say keep Chuck Reddick in place. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.